Hello, we are Becky and Gabby, your micropolitan matchmakers, coming at you every Thursday to help you find big love in your small town. Each week, we'll cover everything from dating advice, dating love stories, and horror stories, interviews with other dating experts, and much more, all from the lens of dating in a small to medium-sized micropolitan region. Hello. I love it. For those that aren't uh, watching, Gabby does this cute little like (laughs) shoulder shrug as we get ready to intro the episode. (laughs) So highly recommend the YouTube channel when I get up, uh, get, get the backlog back up, but yeah. Love YouTube. You gotta see it. (laughs) It's, it's cringy for me watching it, rewatching it, but it is fun. It is fun. It's worth a look. Well, happy Micropolitan Matchmaker Thursday. We are back. It's wild, baby. And we've got, I've I've got a heart take first. I'm actually doing two in a row, but we've got a very exciting guest. It's not just Yes, we have a very exciting guest and I will introduce her in more depth because she's very special to me. But I will wait until Becky's amazing heart take. Becky had a really kind of life-changing in this moment call before we hopped on to record the podcast. And I asked her if she would be willing to share a little bit about that call um, because it's fresh in our mind. And we were talking about it before and I'm feeling energized and excited about it. So Becky, fill us in. It's like a part two because it was my heart take last week that I was going to do it. And now I just got off the call and I will say shout out um, to Morgan, who was our um, one of our guests a few weeks ago, but she uh, messaged me about this too and, and how cool it is and how um, wonderful and insightful if you find a good person to help you with these readings. So I was introduced to um, this wonderful woman named Caitlin Woolery and I will share her um her website in the the show notes, but um, I, it was a random friend of a friend that introduced me to her and I got in touch with her and it's been actually a year and a half since my first initial reading, but um, she recorded that and sent it to me and, and I've referenced it multiple times and um, I will share and we'll go into further detail um, on this in a future episode, but I am in the midst um, or I guess on the other side of a breakup. Um, and I know I've talked about my, my boyfriend on the podcast previously um, living together was difficult. We came uh to find some differences. And I was really sort of struggling, which precipitated me to reach out to Caitlin as kind of a t- another tool in the toolbox. You know, we've got therapy, we've got coaching, we've got books, which we're going to talk about shortly. And um, just to gain some further insight on that situation, um, it just so happened that the breakup officially happened uh, before I even had the chance to chat with her. But um, she gave me such wonderful insight. And it's not, um, I was just using this analogy with Gabby before. It's not like a Miss Cleo, I'm going to predict the future and tell me, you know, she's she's not telling me what date I'm going to meet my husband or when I'm going to die or what that person's going to look like or any of these like specific details that I think um, a lot of people associate with astrologers. It's more like astrology and psychology coming together. And she takes an in-depth look at your birth chart. So not just the sign, like, you know, I'm a Pisces. So not the sign that you always talk about, but what's your sun sign and your moon sign and your rising sign and the position of planets and certain nodes in the sky when you were born versus that current moment and how those things interact with each other. Um, So right now she was saying, 
she said, you know, it's so interesting that you messaged me about a relationship because um, there was all of this shift showing in the alignment of these like certain planets and, and nodes in my birth chart. Um, she even shared some really kind of more exciting things to look forward to that over the next year, my career is going to be building to this really positive and powerful, um, you know, not climax in the sense that it'll be over, but um, this like very successful period of time in my my career life. And so it's just... Um, it was insightful. It was wonderful. It was soothing in the sense of, you know, there's no right or wrong. There's just sort of reasons and influences on everything. And it can use the tools that you have to gain some insight on things that are going on in your life. And, you know, some people out there might be listening going, that sounds absolutely crazy. I would never pay money for that. Um, but I have a feeling some people would be really interested. In, and when you find a person you know, and that was the nice part is I'd wanted to do something like that for a long time. And I had finally found someone who came recommended from someone else versus just trying to do an internet search um, or even an Instagram search and kind of not knowing what you're going to find. So I did ask Caitlin if she'd be interested in coming on the podcast and she definitely is. So I'm excited for that to hopefully happen in the next couple of weeks. Yes. That is so amazing. What an awesome outlook on coming out of the situation that you're coming out of and having something to look forward to. And I mean, it's almost like, you know, you and I have this conversation all the time about um, our aspirations and goals that we want to reach. And we really hype each other up and feed off of each other's energy. But it's kind of nice to hear like an outside party being like, yes, keep doing what you're doing, like manifest this, like, let's work toward this goal. It can definitely come to fruition. So it, I, I'm going to get a, re- a reading before we invite her on the podcast. So I'm so pumped for that. And I think the other thing is too, is, you know, we both try to be really open and genuine about the struggles that we have, not just in dating, but in life, we both have dealt with mental health things and, and health issues and, you know, patterns and all of that. And that's exactly why we have this outlet. And it's also nice to gain some insight and not feel, you know, blame or guilt about anything, but let's bring this up. And she asks questions that might be tough. Where does this show up in your life? And you're like, oh crap. Yeah. Let me talk about this. And it's cathartic. Like there were two, two moments where I cried and it felt really good. And I, I, you know, left feeling invigorated and far more empowered. So more to come on that because we need to get to our guests, but I'm very excited about that. (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited for that too. Thanks for connecting with Caitlin, Becky. I'm excited. Of course. Of course. Um, So, There she is. Here she is. This beautiful woman here. So (laughs) I am so excited to introduce you all to Amanda Pena, who is a woman who lives in Hoboken, New Jersey. And I met Amanda probably like actually in person, maybe a year-ish ago. Um, Both of us were bridesmaids in one of our best friends' wedding, Leah's wedding. And um, Amanda and I immediately hit it off for a lot of reasons, but one of the things we connected over were being two single women who are in their 20s and talking a little bit about our experiences dating and some of the struggles that we've had and some of the resources that we use to improve ourselves and therefore our dating lives. Um, Amanda is a huge reader. Um, so, you know, a lot of the conversations that we've had surrounding dating, you know, she always brings up points from different books that she's read on dating or workshops that she's attended. Um, and I gained so much insight from her. So I'm so excited that she is going to be on the podcast today. And we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, 
single life, the resources that she's been doing. Amanda also, sorry, I, I just want to <laughs> talk about, I'm not going to ask you questions. I'm just going to like put you on the pedestal <laughs> for the next, Keep going. The next 30 minutes. Great. Like, <laughs> oh, good. I love it. Um, so a couple months ago, I think you took a dating course. And yes. during that time, you decided not to date so that you could mm-hmm. kind of just like take everything in and you know, think about it and reflect on it and decide, you know, what your next steps would be in, in the dating world. So um, I'm also excited to hear about that and all of the updates. But welcome, Amanda. We're so happy you're here. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And oh, Gabby, I when you said women in their 20s, I just turned 30. So I can't, oh, that's right. I, welcome. I Thank you. I Amanda no, just I'm turned really 30. Happy about 30s. I I love being 30. You know Cute. what? I'm 36, Amanda, and I have to say this is the best decade so far. And it's certainly full of trials and tribulations. Do not get me wrong. But the level of I don't give a crap about a lot of things in a good way, it's just so freeing. Yeah. Yeah. And I also (laughs) feel like you can actually reflect, you know, I had I felt like I was just running through my 20s like a mad person. And then at 29, I was like, I should probably do some reflecting to like not run through my thirties that way anymore. And now I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm getting prepared, you know, for, and that's not to say I know everything. It's just to, to be like, I'm more aware now, but yeah, I love, I love 30. So you know, thank you for having me. <laughs> and the, the crazy part is talking about running through is that I feel like a lot of us do that and I'm already getting off on a tangent, but the, the thing about your thirties is like, even though you're trying to slow it down, not necessarily from like, Oh, I'm getting old. That's not it. But like mm-hmm. time just speeds up in this weird way. And it's like God. this back and forth yeah. of wanting to like, just cherish every second because it, whether it's like, I think it's when your friends start having kids and you see this reflection of time passing and how quickly they age, maybe that there's probably other parts of it, but just be aware of that and reflect and enjoy every moment because it does start yes. to go by faster. It's funny. And and I'll finish this point really quickly because I know we have to move on. But my mom was saying that when I turned 30, she was like, you will feel really weird as if time is flying and it will make you feel like kind of insecure, just like, wow, my life is flashing by. But she's like, if you can find a way to harness that and actually turn it into something positive, it's actually really beautiful because it makes you like mm. live in the moment, prioritize what you want to prioritize, like, like throw out timelines that, you know, yes. you're supposed to be on. And then she's like, it gets good, but you have to get over that hump because I definitely entered 30 like, Oh, okay. Like yeah. my life is over. <laughs> <Yeah>. Here <laughs> I am. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome. I love that. Um, so Amanda, I introduced you obviously, but you and I haven't, you know, we haven't caught up in a couple months. So give us a little bit of an update on your life right now and where you are in this dating and love space about learning and self-growth and all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I like, thank you for introing me. And, um, as you know, you were saying, like, I love reading and I think that it's funny, something my therapist was saying, um, and I love therapies. He, I, my therapist is incredible. You know, we chat weekly and, you know, I'll tell him about all the books I read. And I'm like, I took a dating course and I read this book and he's like, that's amazing. And I've learned so much about like my triggers, what I'm looking for in a partner. Like that dating course was incredible at helping me understand what I'm looking for in a partner. Um, because I just felt like I wasn't being discerning enough before and didn't understand why I was attracted to certain people. Um, but my therapist made a really good point where he was like, that's great that you're reading all that. 
go apply it now and like put yourself out there, like get out there now. And and I was like, you're right. Because like on my coffee table, I have like 10 books stacked up from the library. Like, okay, I'm going to read this and read that. And at the end of this, I'm going to be like the best partner. And he was like, and you will be, but something will trigger you or, or some something mm. will say something that'll upset you. And we'll work out how to confront that when it comes up. Because I, I kept kind of asking him like, well, what happens if this goes down? Or like, what happens if I, you know, I tend to maybe get a bit more jealous in relationships? What happens if I experience jealousy? How do I deal with that? And he was like, when you experience it, we'll deal with it. But like right now it's in the ether. It's just like, who knows what that means right now? Um, So that's all to say that after I took that dating course, um, dove back into dating and it's, I wouldn't say there's anyone serious right now, but it's like, it's weird. It's like the more discerning you are, the less people you date in a sense, yeah. you know, yeah. like, yeah. and maybe it's because I'm ending relationships more prematurely because I'm like, I already kind of see that this won't work or that like, you know, Becky, you know, kind of what we were talking about before where you were like, there's better people out there for the two of us. And mm-hmm. I don't, you know, turning 30, I'm like, I don't want to waste my time. I'm not saying I'm trying to speed up anything, but I just, it doesn't make any sense. We don't need to invest emotions and get all caught up and like do that to each other because dating can be exhausting. And so, you know, it's just like the kind of quicker you can move on that way. And so I've been talking to a few people, um, ended kind of like a dating relationship because I was like, well, this is kind of what I need. And I'm realizing you can't really fit that need and that's okay. Like I don't, you know, that's totally fine. Um, yeah. And then currently kind of talking to someone who lives across the country, which is definitely <gasps> not fulfilling a need, I would say. But <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> one. I um, know what you mean. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, where? Where? Where in the country? So he lives in Bend, Oregon. Um, and we... Wow, literally. like Literally across. across. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was someone who, like, when... The, I read the book attached. It was like, I'm definitely more anxious. And I kind of realized like long distance would not really be good for me because I need to see you. I need like in-person, like, you know, gratification, validation. Like I need to see you. I need to like see your voice, like hear your voice. Like I need to feel you in person. Um, but we met on Hinge randomly one day. He was in New York. and he oh, was I was like, going to say, how did you meet this person? Yeah. That makes sense. Thank yeah, we, we met and like we matched. I, I sent him like a rose. I was like, he's really cute. Like I like this profile. And um, he was like, look, full disclosure, like he upfront was like, um, I live um, across the country and I'm here for just like, you know, one more day. Um, but like, you know, we're having great conversation and he was really sweet. He was like, not many people send a rose. It means something special if you send a rose. So like, you should give me a chance. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, and this is me that. like not thinking anything of it. I was like, fine, I'll keep chatting. He's leaving right. tomorrow. I'll never talk to him again. Right. Um, long story short is that uh, he ended up, he was like, why don't we just meet today? Just to like see, confirm in person if this is like a thing, if we connect. And right. I was like, okay. So he comes over to Hoboken we meet for like 45 minutes, um, have a coffee, like hit it off. And then I was like, you should stay an extra night and we should continue getting to know each other. And so he does. And oh, how romantic. Yeah. I know it really oh was. Yeah. Um, and so we do and he does and like we have a great time and we're kind of like, oh, like 
what do we do now? Like he leaves like the next, he's leaving like the following morning at like 5 a.m. for a flight. And I was like, full disclosure, like this has been great, but I don't like, I can't see a future with long distance. Um, and he was like, well, well, what if you came to Bend? And it was so funny about Bend is I watched a documentary about um, the fire movement. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the fire movement. Mm. It's like the retire early. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. And so there was this couple who they lived in LA, you know, cost of living was so high. And then someone suggested, why don't you move to Bend, Oregon? It's a beautiful place. It's like a really active lifestyle. You can ski there. And like my favorite season is winter, um, which I know I'm like really weird, but it is. Wow. I love snow. So anyway, I was like, I remember looking at like just images of Bend and I was like, wow, it's stunning. It's beautiful. Like I, I could maybe see myself there. Like, who knows? Even though like my family's here and my friends are here. But anyway, fast forward, then I meet this guy and he lives in Bend. And he was like, well, why don't you visit? And I was like, well, let's keep getting to know each other. So we've been like FaceTiming every day, like working through conflict. Um, Like he's definitely a secure attachment style and like my anxious attachment style. And we talked about it because he also read Attached. And so we talked about like, (laughs) yeah. I love this man. (laughs) And it's, it's going really well. The only thing I'll say is we're having like a conflict of like values. And so we're trying to work through that and to see if like that values is like, is that something that's going to be a deal breaker in the future? You know, Um, is that something? Can you give us an example of what values or a high, a high level of what values you're kind of going back and forth on? Yeah, I think it's like, well, you know, I, I think it's, so we're in an interracial, like, I guess, relationship, um, and, or, you know, around relationship, but like, yeah, he's white, I'm Hispanic. And so we're kind, we're trying to kind of work through that as mm. together and over FaceTime and talk through like intricacies of that, that, and, you know, my ex was white and, you know, we kind of worked through that. I'm not saying there's, that it can't be worked through. It's just this, just a little different. Um, and so we're trying to like work through that now and and it's, and it's, I mean, it's just easier to do that in person, right. To like talk through like, you know, just different things. Um, so that's what we're kind of working through right now. And it's, it's, he's great. Um, but it's, it's definitely something where I'm like, I would have never thought I'd be in this situation where like, I'm talking to someone who lives across the country and I, yeah, like I would consider visiting him and like, I'm not a major traveler. So like the fact that I'm even like considering it is like, feels really big. And, but yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) This is all so exciting. I I just, I can't wait to hear about how this goes down. And I love the the romantic part of it, right? It's like such a great meet cute and such a great story. But like you're acknowledging already, it, it does sort of force very serious conversation very quickly because yes. even for you to decide you're going to go out there, you are putting in the universe that there is a chance that this could go somewhere. So right. then if that goes somewhere, where do we live? What's the timeline? And you have to sort of answer those questions relatively quickly without also forcing an outcome it's it's a very um it's a balancing act of like planning and letting it happen how are you dealing with that yes so that that's exactly it like I feel like you we typically wouldn't have these conversations so early on in like those first few Mm. dates you you would definitely maybe say like you know yes I 
see myself in a long-term relationship versus no, I want something casual or like, yes, I want children. No, I don't want children. Um, but it's conversations like, do you see yourself living in Ben one day? Do you see yourself living in Hoboken, New Jersey someday? Like, yeah. how do you want to raise a family? Is it important that you have your community nearby? Is it not? And so, you know, we were having conversations and he's definitely someone who, um, like, has, is kind of a nomad. Like, he has moved around, is is more familiar with, not I wouldn't say leaving family or friends behind. He certainly hasn't done that. But just, like, more, more comfortable with taking chances that way and risks that way and moving to a brand new city. Mm-hmm. While I'm, like... I need my community nearby. Like I need my, my family nearby, my brothers, my mom, friends, um, familiarity. So yeah, it's just like conversations that you just wouldn't really have. Like if you knew someone locally, you know, or if you, you knew someone from the past or something like that. So totally. I also think too, and I think I've talked about this in a prior episode, but I think long distance, whether it's an hour, whether it's two hours or across the country, I think it is a really interesting way to get to know somebody because you don't have the option of being with that person all the time and the physical sometimes gets in the way when you're newly dating someone you know so it's kind of cool to be able to you know the only way that we're gonna spend time together tonight is FaceTime and the only thing we have to do is talk so like let's talk about things that matter and that are meaningful and I think it's been in my experience very helpful as I've gotten older, taking that time to truly get to know someone rather than just like being so caught up in that initial physical, like lust period, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I'm definitely someone who can get very caught up in like the lust period. Right. Um, And I think I was telling you, Gabby, about that, um, the, that matchmaker I follow on Instagram. Oh, wait, I think you follow her too, matchmaker Maria. Yes. I was yeah. going to bring her up because she's got a whole long distance thing that you need to see if yes. you haven't already. Yeah. Oh my God, I have. I, I, so I, I remember like looking at it and I was like, I'm never going to do that. So I'm not even going to look at it. But she has the whole schedule. Yep. And right. the whole like, and it's so I was telling him about it. I'm like, there's a schedule. And like, this is what she says. <laughs> Uh-huh. I was like, just put it all out there, sure. But as we bring it up too, like talking about that physical piece, I and and I'm a dating coach as well, and I talk about and I refer people to her. I don't try to steal her thing, but like her 12 date rule, I think is really phenomenal for that exact reason. And it's not even the span of time. Like I like um, when she does breaks down the reasoning behind it. Like you're trying to see them on a good day them see you on a good day, them see you on a bad day, you see them on a bad day, them see you, how do they react to you when you're having, like all of these things that you're trying to suss out, that is so hugely, hugely helpful before, and and zero shade on the physical side of things, like that is important, and if you jump into that early, like I have zero issues with that, Izzy's joining the chat, my dog, Um, (laughs) but I do think there's something to it, if you are looking to build a foundation for something more long-term, it can certainly work out no matter when you decide to take that step, but I think it's her, that formula is such a great thing to consider when dating. It's so true. So I was like simultaneously, I was talking to someone as well and recently kind of ended things with him and was following the 12 date rule. And so we had gone on three dates, I think. And I told him on the first date, like we were like, we felt very attracted to each other. And I was like, look, like typically like I would bypass this 12 date rule. Right. But I was like, I know myself and I get kind of attached when I 
get mm. like physical too fast. I was like, so I know this woman and she's suggesting the 12 date rule. Like, you know, would you be cool if we, we followed it? And he was like, yeah, totally. That's great. Like, I like that you're thinking about that. And as we were, you know, having more dates, it was like, I just started noticing things that I was like, oh, I don't really like that, you know, or like, like, oh, like, I don't know how I, I see a future for us. I like that doesn't really resonate with my future. Um, I don't know how my future resonates with yours. And then, you know, after the third day, you know, I sent him a text and I was like, it's been great. But for XYZ, I think that, you know, we're not aligned that way. And I don't want to waste like your time. And I know you're looking for something serious. Um, I am too. And so, but I honestly, like, had I gotten really physical on the first date, I would have, I would have overlooked all of that. Cause I have in the past, like definitely have, like when I was dating last summer, it was just ridiculous. But like, you know, now I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to be a bit like smarter about how I'm being more discerning. So yeah, I, I love that 12 date rule Joe. Well, and as we're talking about her, I'm dying to know, was the dating course you took her intensive or was it something else? No, it was actually, um, with Mark Groves from oh. create the love. Um, tell us oh, everything. I, I do follow. Yes, I do follow them. Yeah, he he's really good. Um, I found him through. Uh, he, he's like super popular on Instagram, and I would have yeah. I would have never thought about him because it's a guy, and like that sounds yeah. like so immature. Like <laughs> he's a guy and he's a dating expert, but I, I you know I didn't really take him seriously, and then started following him, and I actually took where how I kind of started trusting him as like a resource was I took um, an attachment course as well. I don't know why I take that, but anyway, I took an attachment <laughs> course um, with him and a therapist that I, I follow on Instagram that oh. I've loved for many years. Her name is Sylvie Kukassian. Um, yeah, I follow them too. Yeah, she's, too. yeah, she's so great. And I was like, he was co-leading the course with her, and then after the course, you know, he was like, I'm doing a dating course. So anyway, took that course. Um, yeah, and it was incredible. Like, really That's good. Awesome. And I really, I, we're like, this conversation is flying by and I'm looking at the time and we try to keep it around 30 minutes. So I know one of the things we also wanted to talk to you about, um, as our listeners know, and as I shared too, I have a book club, um, where for mostly single ladies, though, it, men are welcome as well. It's just ladies that happen to be joining us. Um, and because I noticed in my own journey that books were such a helpful way for me to not only learn about different things, but then also to go back and journal and reflect on what I was learning and how to apply that in my dating life. So very curious to dive into some of the, to highlight uh, some of the books that you found really helpful for you in your journey. Yeah. Um, love a book club with like other single women. Um, I think that's just so important, like sharing resources when you're dating. I was actually talking to one of my best friends. She's married, but we like, we just share so much information about like dating and marriage and like help each other. And I'm like, that that's really like, like when you're dating or when you're married, whatever, you know, relationship status you're in, it's like community is everything. So love that. Um, but I'd say honestly, like attached was a major breakthrough yeah. for me. I I can't even um, stress enough how much that book changed my life. Um, I actually read it last summer and I was with someone who was definitely avoidant um, and I couldn't understand his behavior. And every conversation we had was just 
triggering to me. I was always like on edge, like, you know, why isn't he paying attention to my needs? I need this. I didn't know how to communicate those needs. So I was just like suffering in silence Mm -hmm. because I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to come off as too needy or I'm going to come off as jealous or I'm going to come off as like too much. And when I read the book, it made me realize like, I just shouldn't be with someone like that, that, Mm. or, or I should communicate my needs. And if my needs are communicated and they're still not met, fine, you've done all you could. Um, So there's two options, right? It's like communicate your needs. If they're not met, leave. Or you're like, you know, I'm not even going to bother with like a different attachment style or someone who can't meet my needs as an anxious or avoidant as a secure. And I'm going to move on quickly. And so after I read the book, um, it was amazing because I communicated my needs to someone and said, I need more communication. You can't just like go off the grid for three days and then like come back and be like, Hey, like when we've been spending all this time together and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he essentially was like, no, you know, like this is who I am. And I was like, okay, well, I, I can't do that then. It was great knowing you. Um, yeah. Best of luck. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it made yeah. me feel so good because I was like, wow, all I had to do, like, granted, we weren't seeing each other for that long, but I was like, I'm just so glad I didn't stay in this, just like continuing to suffer, like not express yeah. my needs. Like that book helped me express my needs clearly. And then this guy that I'm seeing now, we were working through a situation where my anxious tendencies definitely came up, um, especially in the context of like, you know, a long distance relationship. And, but I had the communication to work through it. And I was like, you typically in the past, I'd blow up, I'd freak out, I'd get really upset. I'd be hurtful and say something mean. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Here are my needs. Like, what do you think about those? Like, can you, can we work together to meet them? I can explain to you where they're coming from. And he was so supportive of them. And like, Uh we, and he was like, I don't want you to shut down. Let's talk about it. Let's get on a FaceTime. And it was so uncomfortable for me. Like I was literally like behind the scenes, like cringy. (laughs) I was like, I'm so embarrassed. Like you're knowing my needs, but we worked through it. And then like afterwards I was like, wow, like I, I didn't think I did it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Like I didn't think we could work through that. Yeah. Okay. Like and it kind of like built muscle. You know what I mean? Mm, like, totally. That's totally. exactly the the metaphor that I use with clients too. And I need this myself. Like these are there are always things that you can work on. It yeah. a coach, a coachy, like we're all on our own journey. But it is, it's it's flexing a muscle and, and creating that making that muscle stronger every exactly. time you do it. And it mm. it's hard. Um, especially if it's not received well. So like that was just to even think about the relationship that I'm, that is ending. I thought I, I went in hard, like thinking that I had flexed that muscle, but when it's not received very well early on, it can shut you down. And so stay yeah. not, not only doing it in the beginning, but staying aware and continuing to flex it because getting it, being exclusive is not the end game. You're building a life together. Right. And so it's important to keep those conversations going. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I I think, I think another plug for the book actually, um, because I'm not done with it yet, but both Amanda and Becky have recommended that to me based on different scenarios I've encountered over the last six months or so. Um, I think what was so great about the book, um, I will say that I am definitely an anxious attachment style was the fact that I felt I was always so self-aware. That's one of the things that I always say Mm. about myself. One of my strengths is I'm so self-aware but I never really realized, you know, the book kind of separates 
attachment styles into three main categories, I never really realized that the way I was, was like there were, there were other people who fell into that group and shared characteristics and it wasn't just a character fault for me. It was based on my experience, my personality, you know, things of that nature. It kind of felt like, oh, okay, like I'm not the only one. I, I kind of felt crazy for a while when I was reacting to certain things a certain way. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like there are other people who are working through that. It's based on my personality, my experiences, the relationships yeah. that I've seen growing up. Um, so it's, that book really has done a lot for my self-esteem and confidence in the dating and world. Just as a follow-up too, to plug another podcast, but I think I've talked about it before. I really like Girls Gotta Eat. They come out every Monday. And so I listened to um, their latest episode that came out today, the day that we're recording. Um, it wasn't with the author of Attached, but it was with another neuroscientist who studies attachment styles. And mm. it was a really interesting episode. It was like 90 minutes. So it's a bit of a commitment, but I really liked it because, and I'm going to listen to it again when I'm not in the car and can really focus, but he dug into some of the like science and research behind how a lot of that is like happens in infancy and it has nothing to mm. do with like romantic attachment at all. And it's, it all starts with your parental attachment in, t in times when you wouldn't even remember in your development and that to me, and they talk about it a little bit in the book, but he really went into some details and some experiments and cited some studies that were honestly kind of cruel about like infants and parents going mm -hmm. stone faced when their kids were trying, babies were trying to get them to react and how the babies like got very upset oh, and wow. they would never do that now because it literally sounded cruel, but how he said not to give away the whole thing, it's still worth a listen, but how, when you watch that video, cause I guess it's available on YouTube that you could see the reflection of an adult relationship with an anxious and avoidant attachment style, like the parent being an example of avoidant and the baby just trying first to be cute and then like amplifying that behavior and then getting to the point where mm -hmm. they are getting no results. So they just get upset and start like screaming and crying and the parent continues to be avoidant and what that looks like. It was fascinating to me. So I highly, highly recommend. I'll share a link to that in the show notes as well for those who are listening. Um, that sounds fascinating and also so sad because yes. like we've all experienced it where you're just like crying for help essentially, you know what I yeah. mean? And like wailing and like, like, I don't know, just like flailing and no, like yeah. this person's not hearing you or understanding you. And Gabby, same thing. Like for a long time, I was like, oh, I'm crazy. I'm really difficult who is ever going to love me because I have all these needs and I don't understand why they're happening and it's going to take someone like really strong. And then I was like, no, this is just, these are normal reactions. Um, and it's okay to have them. And like someone's like, it's also, you know, I kind of was looking at the avoidant person, like they were normal. And it's like, no, it's also not normal for you to avoid people right. and avoid emotion. Yeah. And, but you know what, there's people like, there are people who will accept that. It's just that our needs are different. Like I require a bit more and, but more connection, communication, you know, contact, you know, whatever it might be, but and there's someone out there that will meet your, not just one person. I'm a big on like big on, there's no one person for everyone, but there are people out there that are well-suited and will want and be excited to give you what you need. Yes, definitely. Amanda, we're going to have you back on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'd love yeah we're already at 35 minutes. This I don't know how we got here. I don't know. I don't know. Seriously. But I think it would be cool. You know, I think, like I said before, Amanda and I really connected over these conversations. And 
checking in periodically to see where you've grown individually and potentially like in with another person dating or talking or whatever I think it's cool to kind of check in every so often like maybe every three months or so to kind of like see what you've learned and how you've adapted to everything that you've been learning so yeah and like we'll have you back yeah definitely I mean I'm sure I'll have another story (laughs) so Well, and I'll definitely, I'll make sure you can see, um, I'll send you the dates of what we're talking about. Our book club meets the first Tuesday of every month and we are reading attached in, in this, um, a couple months from now is when I have it on the schedule, but there's some other goodies in there and I can't wait to get some more feedback from you on other books that have been meaningful for you. Yeah, I would love to. Well, thank Thank you, Amanda. This flew by. Everyone, um, please like, follow, share a review, um, share the podcast. You know, we're all over the Instagram and Gabby's got us on a TikTok and we're just doing all the things. So if you're enjoying these conversations, share with your friend. You can follow us on Instagram at micropolitan underscore matchmakers. Um, I will put all of our Instagram handles in the show notes too, so you can follow us easily. Um, But we hope we will see you next week. And thank you again, Amanda. You were so much fun to talk to. You guys were great. It was awesome. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.